and welcome to another episode of Gale Boys. Two gay boys just yakking, talking about whatever we want. I'm Liam, as always, my wonderful friend and co-host, Jordan. Hello. Hello, and um, it's going to be a short news segment, so we're just going to blaze through this. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Yeah, so not much has happened in the world right now. It's quiet on the Eastern Front. Not much crazy shit in America, but what I want to talk about today is something that has fascinated me because I'm a huge fan of depositions. You can learn a lot about a man by his behavior in a deposition. My Pillow CEO and complete fucking lunatic, Mike Lindell, um, they released his, they didn't release the whole deposition, only a few clips, but I know it's over three hours long and I want to see the whole thing because, wow, this is this is it's it's insane i can't even describe it you have to go watch it yourself okay and i'm not asking about the lumpy pillow calls uh, no they're not lumpy pillows that's not what they call on okay that when you say lumpy pillows now you're an asshole you got that you're an asshole Mike, is what you are Mike, no sorry. he's an asshole no, he's an probably... ambulance chasing asshole that's what you are the lumpy pillows kiss my ass Put that in your book. For the uninitiated, Mike Lundell was uh, America's last entrepreneur. He realized the last guy to, like, make something and earn money from his shitty fucking memory foam pillows. I have seen, um, on shopping channels, you can buy them over here. I don't know now, but, um, yeah, last year I saw adverts for, like, cushions and shit. You got to be a fucking, like, multi-millionaire off that. Okay. He's basically become, like, a textile company now because he sells, like, towels and sheets now because I think he's, you know, you can't, you gotta, you gotta branch out. You can't just sell one type of fucking uh, thing to make money in this market. But, yeah, so for those who don't know, because it's, it's, a, it's one of those things, unless you're us and you follow complete lunatic right-wing psychos, you probably don't know who this guy is, but... He was a former uh, crack addict, uh, kicked his habit, and became a founded this pillow company. And it's a great success story until around the time Donald Trump is elected. And this is kind of the problem when you have guys who are habitual addicts. Like, they'll just swap one addiction for another. So he switched his crack addiction for an addiction to Jesus and QAnon shit. Watching this man deteriorate in real time is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It's it's just that's one of the reasons I we don't really talk about him on the show because I, I really do think there's something wrong with him and not just because, you know, he's I think there's mental illness or there's something going on here that's deeply fucked up. It must be hard because fucking um you go from being like America's last entrepreneur making all this money and then you just piss it away and dumb queuing on shit trying to get Trump re-elected. It must be hard, man. Imagine fucking uh, Elon Musk spending a gajillion dollars trying to get fucking Trump back in there. Given time, he's he's kind of... I mean, he threatened to sue the ADL. That was that was fucking mm. insane, which is... <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking... Uh, I wanted to uh, briefly touch on that. Yeah, the fucking ADL story is insane. Go oh, on. yeah, yeah, so that's another out news item here. Elon Musk has fully gone the full Kanye arc and threatening to sue the ADL because my platform full of Nazis and assholes is full of anti-Semitism anti as well. It's it's so funny to me that he would think that, like, I guarantee this is just shit talking. This is the exact same thing he did with the Zuckerberg cage fight threat. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because he, if he actually went through with this, all you have to do is scroll down his fucking, any tweet he puts out. It's not hard to prove there's Nazis on this fucking platform. Yeah, there's been a noticeable increase since he took over. Um, Andre Anglin of the uh, Daily Stormer was one of the uh, like big alt-right guys to get their fucking account back when he took over after like a 13-year ban. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is just... This is just like a Stormfront port now. How the this f- is, um... uh, even if you're like one of those guys, you you dabble with people like this, you don't want to fucking associate with Stormfront. That's just not a place you want to be be around or have your name attached to unless you, you're, you don't give a fuck like Musk. But it's so just... I can't see this ending well. He, I know he's he's so desperate to be loved and get as much attention as he can that like he has surrounded himself with all these sycophants and it's just catastrophic the results of it. I don't see Twitter lasting or Tesla even lasting two years at this point. It's gonna crash and burn sooner or later, either from like um Musk's own incompetence or whoever he sells it to just turns into something that's that's like so different it might as well not even be twittered at that point like fucking the Saudis just swoop in and turn it into a spying app for Saudi dissidents I know he wanted to turn it he wanted to turn it into the American version of WeChat which for those who don't know it's basically Mm -hmm. the Chinese government's spying tool which should tell Uh, you all you need to fucking know about what Musk wants to do with this thing Uh, but I know I, I see signs for the uh, hope for the future because uh, this was something that was a very it was a very small blip on the radar, but it's very telling. He went to an esports tournament, and the entire audience booed him. Paperx to try and close. Where's that from? That can't be from in here, surely. Is that a bigger reaction than Ten's got? Yeah, I think so. Damn. Ten rounds. This crowd's funny. You can't get fucking esports nerds to like you. You're in deep trouble. You're in fucking deep, deep trouble. A bunch of uh, South Korean nerds throwing fucking uh, Mountain Dew at you. That's when you know you've uh, lost the mandate of heaven. Because Musk was um, fairly popular until like very recently. He was like um, the king of Reddit, and now he's fucking. He's just poison. The only fucking people that will slide into his DMs are just fucking neo-Nazis. And it's like a... I look really far... Because I know the Cybertruck's actually supposed to come out at some point. Mm. How many pictures are we going to see of Cybertruck's with, like, the Blue Lives Matter flag on the back? That's the only people who are going to buy this thing. Because every time I see people driving Teslas, I'm like, you're either an asshole or you bought this before you knew shit was going to happen. Like, there's no excuse. He's basically politicized purchasing his own products at this point. It's it's fucking yeah, insane. It's, that's the last thing you want to do. It's like when Henry Ford got all that Jewish slave labor to make his uh, products for him, and then uh, FDR had to come in and say, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Henry Ford is a great comparison to Musk because they're both, I mean, they're both car manufacturers and they're both complete assholes. So it's a yeah. very apt comparison in a way. Yeah, I we... joked about uh, Musk being Hitler last time, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that comparison is more I uh, mean, apt. Now. If you've ever read Blitzed, the book about Hitler's doctor, uh, there's a lot of, especially with his ketamine abuse, I'm seeing a, it's mm. a very apt comparison, not just with the Nazi ship. He tweets the same way someone who's just like going through a mental breakdown. The mood swings are so intense. It's actually kind of scary 
how much can change in the span of a few days. Tweeting anime pictures to threatening to sue the ADL to doxing Amber Heard, it's fucked up. I can't even imagine how fucked up his head is right now. Yeah, his brain is just a uh, Swiss cheese. I've said it before, something just happens to you when you become like a certain level of rich. Like, we've talked about J.K. Rowling before, and how she has to like manufacture problems because she's so rich and bored, yeah. and Musk is the same, he has to like manufacture drama every day to like, be like even vaguely relevant. If he had just kept his mouth shut, none of this would have happened. That's what blows my mind about Musk. If he had just shut his fucking mouth, not bought Twitter, not did any of this shit, I really do think the whole Thai submarine lawsuit fucked him up. There's yeah. something just switched in his brain when that guy actually sued him for defamation and they had to settle out of court. Something fucking happened. I was the kid. I was writing games when I was, you know, 12, whatever. And uh, the other kids in the block would say, you know, I'm going to play quarterback for the Cowboys. And I'd be like, I'm going to make video games and everyone's going to play them. Like, you dork. Go back to the chess club. Who's laughing now? Yes, I was in the chess club. You know what uh, Mike Lundell should get into instead of queuing on video games, which is what we're about to uh, talk about today, because um, the backstory for the first game we're going to talk about, if you look into it, that's like pure fucking like, habitual drug um, and just fucking writing. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, if you just stick Mike Lundell in front of a fucking uh, programming PC and get him to... Uh, to type out the next uh, Elder Scrolls, it'd be, oh man, it'd be, it would be, it'd be awesome. something else. Uh, to be fair, there's some writing in some of these games that's kind of Mike Lindell-esque. Mm -hmm. like, Musk clearly loves, um, we'll get into it, but I'm pretty sure Mr. Musk definitely picked the Stormcloaks. That's just yeah. my opinion. But anyway, so this is, uh, this is sort of, a, this is another one of my favorite autopsy episodes where we kind of discuss a, a, a man in detail through his work. And today we're talking about Todd Howard, for those who don't know who he is, he is the brainchild of the Elder Scrolls series, uh, as well as the recent Fallout entries, and he's Mr. Bethesda in a way. You know, you've seen his picture, he's sort of a meme at this point, but his career and the way that he built himself, where he came from, is so fascinating. If you actually read his uh, actual credits, like where he started and where he is now. And we're also doing this episode code. Uh, Starfield has finally been released, which is his new baby. I haven't played it because I don't have a PC that can run it. And I don't have an, an Xbox, whatever it's called now. So yeah. it's, it's my uh, birthday uh, tomorrow. We're uh, recording this on a Sunday. And um, I have uh, set some money aside, so I will probably be picking up a new Xbox at some point, just to, um, just to dabble into the uh, into the world of uh, Todd. Because the last game he brought out was Fallout Four. Yeah, and that, that was fucking. Like, that was over like five years ago now. Oh, it was more than that. It was like 2015. He, he's been he's been cooking this baby for a while, uh, but it's so funny that people know his name and who he is because if you actually like think about. How many video game, like, auteurs, like, video games don't really have an, like, they have auteurs, but there's, there's so few of them that are actually household names. I always have what I like to call the uh, Uwe Boll threshold, mm -hmm. where people know who Uwe Boll is, but do you know any of the creatives who made the games that he made shitty movies out of? You can't really can't think of any of them. They don't have auteurs. They do, but there's so fucking few of them, and even the ones that are working people don't know who they are 
we've uh, we've joked with this behind the scenes, but um, I say like half the people that are currently making video games now are failed directors. Yep. Guys like Kojima, David Cage. There's a game I was playing recently. Um, what's his fuck? He's the fucking Bioshock guy. Oh, uh, Ken Levine. Ken Levine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One. yeah. Uh, he was actually going to work in film. He apparently he was going to write a remake of Logan's Run that never Gun happened. Gun. That would have been fucking awful. But I would have loved to have seen that happen. But yeah, yeah. no, he's uh, the Neil Druckmann's also another guy who wants to be a director. Uh, but that's one of the things I like about Todd Howard. We're going to talk a lot of shit about Todd Howard, but that's one of the things I respect about Todd Howard. He doesn't have that pretension of being like a failed film director. He knows he makes video games, and he very much makes his games with video game language, which is something that you got to give him credit. He has no pretensions about being this, I'm a smart auteur, I should be making movies. You know, he just... He knows what he makes, and he's proud of it. And you gotta, you gotta admire that. He knows where his lane is, and he stays in it. He's a, uh, he's more uh, meme than man, but I think he's uh, just happy being there. He has no real pretensions. None of his games are like Todd Howard productions. No, the uh, Bethesda logo always comes first and foremost, and I uh, do respect that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's one of the things. But yeah, so he started his career. Uh, he worked, you know, you work your way up with the video games. It's a ladder. It's like film. You work your way up. He, his first credit is actually a, a Terminator DOS game in 95 and eventually worked his way up to making, uh, well, he worked on the, he didn't get into Elder Scrolls until the second game. He was an additional designer and then he became a project lead around Red Guard and then full on ran the entire production of Morrowind, which is where we're going to start. Is uh, Morrowind, which is so wild how few people who love Elder Scrolls have actually, like, a lot of young people who, like, have played Skyrim or even Oblivion, they've never touched Morrowind. I didn't actually play Morrowind until I played Oblivion. That was my uh, yeah. first uh, foray into Elder Scrolls. And then I uh, loved it so much, I thought, hmm, I'll, uh, I'll give this Morrowind prequel thing man, a try. Man, man. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's probably my favorite out of all of them, yeah. even though it's like incredibly clunky. Oh, it's it's, um, it's broken. It's one of those games yeah, that's it's, just broken. Uh, you, you can be fucking stun-locked and killed by a little um, squib, and it's just goddamn. This that's, is that's one of the things about Todd you're, you're going to learn when we get into these games. His ambition outweighs his budget a lot of times, because his mm. games are... It's a joke, but his games really are just the buggy as fuck. When I remember when I played Fallout 4 when it came out, I was shocked oh. how fucking broken it was. I was like, what? It broke, crashed five times in one day. I'm like, wow. I have a rule that I at least like, like a year pass before I play a new uh, Bethesda game. I played a Skyrim like the night it came out and yeah. it was so fucking broken. Me too. Like, right, I'm, I'm not going to touch this for like five months to see if they like attempt to patch any yeah, of this. No, think the modding community saved that game. Like a lot of people yeah, forget, it's... the modding community is what gave that game its longevity. Because if they didn't, if they didn't have mods, that game would have been fucking just laughed out of the room and not been yeah. the hit it was. But yeah, Morrowind is um, really the poster child. It's easily the one that it always like my favorite joke with all of Todd Howard's games, particularly Elder Scrolls. You start in a prison, you know, mm. <laughs> you're always a prisoner, and this game, what I love about Morrowind is how not accessible it is. It is not a game. Absolutely that, not, no. Oh, it, there's, Oblivion. There's so much fucking, like, lore dumps at the start, like the fucking holding the refereeing thing. If you're not paying attention, you'll be like, so what the fuck am I meant to be doing? Not, for, even, uh... not even that. It's just 
if like the the magic system is completely fucked like you have to sit down and yeah. read a fucking spreadsheet like it's a game that requires multiple spreadsheets to play and i kind of love that about a game where it, it is because you see so many games now like we see so many series they become way more dumbed down more accessible and morrowind is just it is overwhelming the first time you play it you're like okay fuck i gotta use every key on my keyboard i gotta I don't know who this guy is, and like learning magic's a bitch. It's so, and the combat is fucking brutal in this game. It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's one of those games that, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you will just die five minutes into it because fucking baseline enemies can. Oh yeah. Kill, kill you like immediately. It's also it's a game insane. that doesn't tell you if you've leveled up yet. No. Why is this game so hard? Oh, I leveled up like three times and didn't know. The game just didn't fucking tell me. <laughs> It's yeah. so... It's, that's the thing about those, um, like, early 2000s PC games. They kind of, like, expect you to know about Dungeons & Dragons mechanics before you go into it. Oh, yeah, no, there's... My, my favourite example of that was Stalker, the Shadow Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever played that. Yeah, right. the, the comparisons to Fallout are heavy, but that game is also just so fucking obtuse and, like, Literally, you you will get in a firefight. You'll just get shot and killed immediately. Like, what the fuck? And then, oh, he got a headshot on you, so you died immediately. Hope you saved, you know. And that's the other thing I do. The thing about if you ever decide to play Morrowind, quick save every chance you get. Fucking press that F3 key like it's your life depends on it, because it, most of the time it will. It's probably the uh, hardest out of all of them, because the combat system is so bullshit. Oh, it's but, terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every... But uh, the story more than makes up for it. It's probably my favourite story of anything. Because oh, yeah. it has this like weird layer of depth that none after that or before that sort of, sort of even attempts to do. Well, it's also a game that requires uh, multiple playthroughs because in later Bethesda games will be like, you could still do all the missions until you get to that certain point in the story where you have to decide which faction you're playing. You can still do all the content. Whereas very early in Morrowind, when you pick a side, you lock out maybe two-thirds of the game to yourself. Yeah. So you have to fucking play it multiple times. And that, that that always makes for an interesting experience, I find, even though it's 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 a lot to ask for a person. But it also has, I think, the best villain, uh, Dagoth Ur, who um, uh. just, just fucking... I know AI is disgusting, I hate it, but there were so many... When, that, when those uh, programs were available... There were so many fantastic memes involving Dagoth or just being a complete racist asshole. Did you hear the rumors about Crassius Curio? They caught him diddling some Argonian kids and then threw him in jail. Apparently had a private island off of the Gold Coast. Later found out the Emperor and many other members of the houses were involved as well. He apparently killed himself a month later in his cell at Fort Moon Moth with no witnesses around. Come to find out he had dual citizenship in the Somerset Isles. How peculiar. You want to know about the Oblivion Crisis too? I can't say much, but what I can say is I saw five dancing high elves right when the Oblivion gates opened. Probably Thalmor agents. Coincidence? I think not. Look, all I'm saying is Pelinol Whitestrake did nothing wrong. Oops, did I say that? Pardon me, you know how I get when I drink. Anyway, pass me that skooma pipe. You've been boofing that shit all day. Uh, that was one of the first uh, AI memes that I saw. Uh, so good. He's only in the game for like five minutes, but he's like probably the most famous bad guy of any of the games. Yeah. It's also one of the first games that actually had... It didn't have a lot of voice acting, but he had voice acting. 
So the, the uh, like main characters have voice acting. Yeah, which, which is, that like, was a big cool deal play. at the time. This was 2002. That was a lot of work to put in. Like, and this is a particularly running theme. Uh, voice acting in the sense that the fucking janitor mm -hmm. came into the recording booth and has to voice like a dozen characters. It's even more egregious in Oblivion where you will find like 15 characters and you're like, that guy's just voiced all 15 of these guys. There's very little variety in voice work. Yeah, I've got some money somehow, but it's now half the budget of Bethesda's games just goes to voice acting. There's so many fucking... Well, um... one of the things that's so weird is that they'll cast the big named actor. Yeah, so. Terrence Stamp is in... Uh, well, is Terrence Stamp in Fallout 3 or is he in Oblivion? I'm pretty sure he's... It's uh, Malcolm McDowell's the bad guy in uh, Fallout 3. Terrence Stamp is um, in Oblivion. Oblivion yeah. has a very stacked cast of... Um, British characters. Oh actors. yeah, Patrick Stewart's uh, the king who gets Sean, out of prison. Sean Bean is his uh, bastard son that turns yes. into a dragon at the end. The thing about Morrowind that's also just it's just one of those games that you have to really struggle through it but there are so many amazing like again it's such a it's such a complex game for the time and it, it, I think it's a sign of a great game that even 20 years after its release, people still can play it and discover new things and approach it a different way. Yeah, that's the thing about Todd that I really admire is that the man tries to push boundaries. You got to give him credit, even if he fails miserably at programming. He allowed uh, Michael Kirkbride to go on a fucking week-long drug bender just so he could <laughs> type up the uh, the 36 lessons of Vivek. So good. Oh, fuck. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. There's always some fun little things. But yeah, Mo Morrowind is a game that's very... I mean, I don't have the... I played it, like, it took me a while to play it, and I still struggled with it. But we're, we're kind of just going to jump to Oblivion, which is where Todd Howard... This is when Elder Scrolls becomes a mainstream phenomenon. This game was... People forget how fucking huge this game was when it came out. People were... I remember when this game came out in 2006. People were fucking obsessed with this thing it was it was wild how how big this thing got yeah model one was uh kind of successful because it got um pc and xbox release up until then the only way you could play like dungeons and dragons and clones was on pc but this is sort of the time when consoles start to become like a mainstream thing yeah this and, um, this was one of the launch titles for the 360 which is why yeah. it was also... This is a much more streamlined game than Morrowind is. Whereas Morrowind, the first time you play, you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Whereas in this game, you could pick up a controller, pretty much figure it out pretty fast. You're like, okay, this does this, this does that. It's a very easy game to pick up and play. Big upgrade from Morrowind. There's so many fascinating little touches in this game that I love. Like, you can't... like. It's so funny playing it after years of... like open world games just handing you content this game you have to go look for shit you you'll have to sit in a bar and then you'll hear a guy like last night and night before there was three women walking down the street that way i saw them i said hey you three women why are y'all walking down the street that way there's nothing down there and they flew away i saw them with some birds that's how you discover side quests. You have to have to go out in the world and discover shit. That doesn't hold your hands like um, a lot of other video games. Pay attention to what's going on. Understand like, oh, I'm supposed to go to this dungeon here and fucking get some uh, plot McGuffin. It's yeah. um, story-wise, it's kind of um, it's a bit mid. 
Yeah, it's, the it entire have story the... revolves around uh, Patrick Stewart's bastard kid yeah, who and... has to uh, save the world from literal Satan. Yeah, you have to. That's that's one of the fun parts about Oblivion. You get to go fight. You get to go into hell and fight the devil. I know it's not hell, uh... but it's basically just fucking hell. Yeah, Meirun's Dagon, fucking, um, like, giant fucking red-skinned horned guy with four arms, he's, he's the devil. I do love also, particularly with Oblivion, there's so many weird little, uh, little side quests. And that's one of the things I love about, uh, Bethesda games, is the, it's the, it's the, really is the sum of its parts. The main story is, most of the time, the least interesting part of any of Todd Howard's games. Yeah, that I, seems to be a, a thoroughfare through, uh, a lot of his games. A lot of like cult fucking, shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of culture, a lot of, um, like, fucked up tree people. Because, um, in uh, the Fallout universe, there's, like, a fucked up tree guy you can go visit and fucking, yeah, it's, it's yeah, no, fun. But Oblivion's also fun because just the amount of weird, and there's so many, like I said, the memes write themselves. I still think the stop, you violated the law is way more uh, funny than any arrow to the knee shit. Stop, you violated the law. Pay the court a fine or serve your sentence. Your stolen goods are now forfeit. Because there's so many ways you can, like, manipulate it. You go into a fucking, like, restaurant and steal a fork, then immediately, as soon as you go outside, some fucking asshole is, is up in your face demanding you pay a fine. My favorite part is even if you pay the fine, he'll still throw you in jail. Yeah. That's, that's just so fucking... That's so realistic to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, bastard imperial dog system yeah, for you. Yeah, okay. no, I love also the quest with the the, the Colosseum, where mm -hmm. if you actually go and find so you the final boss of that quest, you go out and find out where he's from. You find out he's I can't remember the exact details, but he finds out he's basically the bastard child of a monster, and then yeah, he's like um, he's like the bastard son of a like either Cyclops or giant. And when you tell him that he'll come out such realistic suicide. No, no, you, you go out and do the boss fight and he just lets you kill him. Please, just kill me. Can't you see? It's what I want. I can't live like this, knowing I'm something filthy, something evil. Kill me. Actually just, really like, sad. He lets you, like, fucking cut his head off, uh, 47 Samurai style, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's... You get a uh, nifty little sword and probably one of the uh, funniest NPC interactions of any of these games, the Adoring <laughs> Fan. Oh god. <laughs> the worst fucking Like, you've all seen that picture of that dude with the yellow frosted tip and fucking... It is a... That's the thing I love about Todd Howard games is they're very memeable. There's a lot of weird little things that just are hilarious to, to look at in retrospect. I love taking that character for like the highest peak in the game and just fucking like yeah, go stand over that um that edge over there while I with my um my bow and arrow out. That's what I love too about Todd Argan. You can be such a sadistic asshole if you want. You really can be a piece of shit. And the game Yeah that that's the one thing I like about this game over um uh, moral wind, you can join like every faction or like that. You could be a fucking, um, you could be in the Thieves Guild, you could be in the fucking Dark Brotherhood. And the game uh, doesn't so lock you out of the content, so you could basically, your first playthrough could go on for a hundred hours if you want. There's so well, much. Oh, mine does. Oh, mine did. I, I played it multiple times. Also, if you have the DLC, the Shivering Isles oh, DLC, yeah. which is one of the, that's maybe my favorite DLC of any Bethesda game, just for fucking. Shagorath, who I always for years thought Clancy Brown voiced him because he sounds exactly like Mr. Krabs. 
It's mm-hmm. fucking one of the most... Dur- and every time you hit him, he will transport you to the top of the map, you will fall to your death. That's fucking hilarious. Even anti-cheat doesn't work. Even if you cheat, like, infinite, you will still die. Which yeah. is that, fucking fantastic. That's why I love the, um, like, the weird uh, meta uh, narrative of this game. And fucking um, Moral Wind, when you try to kill Vivek, he says that, like... He's not even gonna bother fighting you because if he kills you, he knows that you you could just like fucking reload because you're fucking basically Jesus. Yeah, I'm not gonna bother killing you because your destiny is so important. You could just like reload and and kill me, so I'm not gonna bother. I love it. This good stuff. Shagorat's got some fun when he comes back in Skyrim. Anti cheat doesn't work either. He, he's the only character in this whole series where cheat engines don't work, which is awesome. I just love that so much. And he gives you the... I know we're jumping for it, but just because he's such a huge part of Shivering Isles, it's hilarious. He gives you the... I can't remember what it's called, the Wubba Jack, where if you hit someone with it, they may turn into a chicken or a, or a bull or something. It's one of my favorite weapons in any game. They'll turn into a fucking dragon at one point. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Completely yes, randomized. Uh, it's awesome. Yes, yeah, one of the, uh, the better meme weapons... Because there is some like dumb fucking um, like weapons you can get from uh, from like the Daedric princes. Like, well, is it more like Bell's Mace, which yeah. like fucking kills people in one hit and traps their souls? I is, fucking uh, love that weapon. Fun. Oh, that's so. Because uh, if yeah, you, you have if to you... do some evil shit to get it, but man, it's yeah, one but of the if best. If you weapons. have, if you need soul gems and you're using soul gems to power those weapons, you need that thing. That's the sad part. You need that shit, but uh, that that's 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 later in the discussion. We'll get to Skyrim. Skyrim's got some. That's when Todd Howard starts to kind of pretty clean laced guy, and then he starts to fucking go insane because I feel like he just works on this shit way too long. I picture him like if I were to visualize him working, it's that picture of Charlie Day from Always Sunny in the room, full of the pictures, smoking a cigarette with a cup of coffee, just having a fucking meltdown. Yeah, fucking has uh, his games become like progressively more uh, deranged. I've, I've, I would say fucking Fallout 4 is the uh, pinnacle of that. Yeah, but, but, so. but, but yeah, so Oblivion is a massive hit. It's a huge hit for a reason. It's a great game. Uh, by the way, also, real quick, uh, before we move on, Lusty Argonian Maid is still one of my uh, favorite yeah. running gags. <laughs> I just love that that's a title of a book. Todd Howard sat in a room and said, it's called Lusty Argonian Maid. Are you sure, Todd? Do uh, it! Written by a uh, Crassus Curio from Morrowind, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein of uh, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls series. Uh, <laughs> because when you first meet him, he's just like, he's one of the fucking advisors for the, uh, the, the one of the uh, Dunmore houses, House Falwood, I think, is. And he's just a regular guy, he's not an elf. But the more you talk to him, the more he starts Show busting you, yeah. out pervert shit. Yeah, come read my conjured novel, Rusty Argodian Maid series. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, no, sorry, I'm uh, not interested in this. Yeah, so Oblivion's a massive fucking hit, and Todd also gets the rights to Fallout. Now, uh, Fallout is a completely different series. We we could sit down and do a whole episode just on Fallout, but it was a, it was one of those games that was like. I, I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't turn-based. It was like, if you ever played Wasteland, that's the best way to describe it. It was a DOS game, overhead, very intense RPG. Uh, and Todd gets the rights and says, I'm going to take Morrowind, and I'm going to add laser guns. Because that's basically what he does to Fallout. Fallout 3, 
It was so funny because when that game was announced, people were like, oh my god, Fallout 3, and then it's just Oblivion with guns, which is not at all what came before. Again, I hadn't uh, played any of the previous Fallout games. Fallout 3 was the first, um, and I've like played the other ones since then. But yeah, Fallout 3 is, is one of the first Xbox games I played. I, I what was that like fifteen years ago? Now it was a, yeah. It was like two thousand eight. This was goddamn. This game with this game came out when George Bush was still president, which is yeah. It's wild because you and I were both children of the like early three sixty late PS two era. Yeah, the the Bush years. So, I love some interesting uh, Bush stuff in this. Oh the man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is when Todd starts to go mad. This is because Elder Scrolls is pretty straight laced fantasy. Now you have, he's making fun of um, 50s Cold War America, and this is where he starts to fucking lose it, because then it bleeds into particularly Elder Scrolls V, the weird shit, but yeah, so he made a, ver this is really is just oblivion with guns. It, it's wild how he got away, how he managed to get away with this, but I will say this about Fallout 3, you know, you can, you can talk shit about it all you want, but it's a very compelling game. Like aside from the the op the first the opening act of this game fucking sucks though. The whole you lose yes. your childhood in the vault is terrible. But one of the most popular mods is just to remove that entire like half hour first segment because oh, it's so it dog shit. It's awful. Goddamn. I hate when games have extended tutorials like that that you can't yeah. skip. I fucking hate it, especially if you yeah. play it again. You're like fuck this. Yeah, compared to fucking Oblivion, man, like, it starts you off, like, right there. Yeah, You're yeah. in the fucking sewer for, like, five minutes, and then that's your, like, yeah, go explore, do what the fuck you want. This, this, this fucking opening, I haven't played it since, it, like, I say since, like, 2010, and I had forgotten, like, how long the, all the Liam Mason shit at the start was. Oh, it's so, it's just so, it's so tiring. Yeah, but once you finally escape that, awful awful first 30 minutes the game opens up and it's 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 a very interesting game i think because one of my favorite things to do in this game is just to go into random houses and see what i find like i remember when i started i was just walking around with the bolt action rifle one of the things i love too is this game has a fantastic soundtrack of like old 50s mu music that you could just throw on at any time as you're right walking through the wasteland billy holiday is playing and it, there's something really haunting about that just Billy Holiday saying, crazy, she calls me, is just looking around at the complete desolation around you. It's so to. There's very few games I can think of that really capture that feeling of hopelessness. Listening to uh, old timey 50s music while you uh, brought um, Megaton as Man, uh, really I did that mission and I literally, like, I literally had to go back and, like, start from scratch. <laughs> I felt so terrible. I, I, I killed, by the way, I killed everyone in that hotel. When you go meet the, yeah, uh, the, 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 what are fucking they Fucking Ted Penny, man. One of the most evil fucking characters in that game. Because the only reason why he asks you to do that is because he spoils his view. Yeah. He wants you to kill, like, a hundred fucking people because, like, his, his view is ruined from his fucking, like, ivory tower. That's what I love. It's a literal ivory tower. He literally lived, yeah. like, it's so funny because when you, that's another thing I love too is this has a lot of the old Oblivion stuff where you'll just be walking and you'll discover an entire quest line where, yeah, you just see this ivory tower in the middle of the wasteland. What the fuck is this? And then the the way you could kill him is he goes like, I need you to go kill these, uh, these what are they called again in the series? The zombies? They're not zombies. They live in like... Uh, ghouls, yeah. Ghouls. He wants you to go kill the ghouls in the subway because it's like, well, yeah. 
I think they're all peasants. You should just end them for me, you know? Yeah, and then you can talk to them, and they'll be like, yeah, go, I killed the old man instead. We'll give you more money. Yeah, well, I mean, also, you kill the old man because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Literally, I was... Uh, by the way, also, if you have the... Ca I, I remember when I did that mission, I had the cannibal trait. So I did... Mm. So I ate I ate ten penny as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is... That's one of the most satisfying things I've ever done in a game. Not only did I blow this old man's head off, I ate his corpse. Fuck yeah. yeah. I like uh, positioning him into a, a certain point because you fight him on his um on his balcony, and if you have a powerful enough rifle, we can shoot him off from the uh, top. That's so awesome! <laughs> yeah. uh, so, some of the ways you can kill people in this game is fucking awesome. It's, um, it's so good. This what? is the introduction of the uh, of the mini nuke. If you haven't played Fallout, um, the previous Fallout games, they are very like nuclear war is bad. But it's by the time you get to this, you can actually like rob many nuclear missiles at people and kill them immediately. Yeah, that's the thing about yeah. that's the thing about Todd Howard that I love. It's like, yeah, I know the whole game's about anti-nuclear war, but isn't it fucking awesome? You could have a mini nuke. Yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. he he very much thinks like his audience. He he understands that. Isn't this shit hilarious? But it's uh, there's so many. Yeah, you might as well have some fun for it. My favorite uh, thing to do also when you because it's set in Washington, you can go to Arlington Cemetery. And that was always something that really creeped me out. Because I've been to Arlington Cemetery in real life. And there's just this house in the middle of Arlington Cemetery. And I was like, oh, there's going to be some fucked up scary shit in here. And not really. It's just a random house you can ransack and then leave. And the other one I love is the the neighborhood you walk into and they're all fucking cannibals. It's like a little tucked-away community and you can go uh, talk to them. And if you have the cannibal perk, they'll like immediately recognize you as one of them. It's yeah. Really funny. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, but that... That, I mean, that's obvious, like, that, that's just the nature of the post-apocalypse. We're all going to start eating people eventually, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, also, there is a mod where you can eat children as well. Because that's the other thing about people seem to really want to kill children in a, in a Bethesda game, but can't. So they have to make fucking mods where you can do yeah. it. Granted, in Skyrim, yeah. it's, it's particularly egregious the way he writes the children. You're like, yeah, fuck these little bastards. These games are interesting because you don't like see... Um like kids in video games that often. The one thing I do like about this world is as probably fleshed out. There's an actual like, like layers to it, yeah. Yeah, there's the Brotherhood of Steel, the there's so many uh, particularly in four where it becomes even more like there's even more yeah. factions. Because there's the, the, the Brotherhood of Steel range between heroic knights of the round table to uh like neo Nazis. Oh in they're four very, they're straight um, up neo Nazis. There's a little bit yeah. of uh, plausible deniability in three They're the good guys as opposed to the uh, evil enclave, the evil government. Yeah, the supercomputer. Oh I love but played by Malcolm fucking McDowell, which is fantastic mm. casting on Todd's part. <laughs> America's children live in a terrifying, meaningless existence. There is no hope, no happiness. That changes right here, right now. From this moment onward, the children of this great nation are its highest priority. The Enclave will restore every American school, reinstate every youth program, and offer counseling and financial assistance to any family in need. We will match up the destitute, orphan children of the Capital Wasteland with qualified, eligible adults. We will rebuild the American family as it was, as it was meant to be. Values of our past shall be the foundation of our future.
Who do I get to play the evil supercomputer? Get Caligula to play the fucking computer. You can tell um, Todd has a nice relationship with him because he brings him back as a Morlag Bow and uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, he does. Uh, recently. I have not played Elder Scrolls Online. I've almost been interested, but I just... I don't know, I just, I feel like playing an Elder Scrolls game with multiplayer kind of defeats the purpose of, because the fun part of Elder Scrolls is just, you're the master of your own domain, you can fuck up shit. Yeah, I I won't talk about it too much, it's basically Skyrim, but with, like, other people kicking around. It's not as egregious as Fallout multiplayer, it's an acquired He was just a, he was just a producer on that, so I'm not gonna blame him for that, but it was, what the fuck That'll be my final word on it. If you like Skyrim, you'll, you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah, no, Fallout it's free to play, so, yeah. back to Fallout 3. So hard, we almost could do a whole episode just on Fallout 3, because there's so many weird little nuggets here and there between the, like, Ted Penny's a piece of shit, and then the, one of the things I love, too, about Todd Howard's games is that this is when people started to realize how fucking chintzy his games were because mm-hmm. this massive game is only six gigabytes. How the fuck is that? A thing? And then people started looking into it. My favorite thing that people discovered was the trains, the actual, like, train. When you go in, like, the, 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 the subways, all the trains have human bodies that you can't see. Yeah. It's one of the weirdest things. It almost should be the thumbnail of this episode because you have... When you actually look at the model for the trains, they have a human body and like that you do not see. And I guess that's how he shaved ability to like not have to build extra assets. If I just throw this thing on top of this, it's less less gigs to work with. Which is yeah, a fucking it, bizarre way to approach that. <laughs> yeah, because it's a massive world of a fuck ton of stuff to do in it. But it's yeah, six gigabytes like Remember when games were fucking like six to ten gigabytes? Remember that? I remember when fucking like no, like a hundred is the fucking industry standard. I remember I was complaining when Wolfenstein: The New Order was fifty. I was like, this is a fucking first person (laughs) shooter. I was just fifty gigs, and then granted, in tech, in tech is a fucking nightmare of an engine, so that's probably why. But then I'm like, no, fifty is fucking that's generous now. Jesus Christ. Fucking, I was downloading the uh, Skyrim anniversary edition. It's like 90 gigs. It's fucking insane. That's a lot. It's so fucking stupid. Wow. Because yeah, back yeah. then it was, wow, he, he gave up on that, I guess. I don't know how much Starfield is, but I imagine it might be. I, I can imagine it's a lot. Yeah. I Because mean, no one knows how to compress files anymore. That's the problem. Nah. So, like, I tried to re download Red Dead 2, and it's Ooh. like 250 fucking gigs. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ, that's too much. Yeah, you, you would think that uh, hardware has reached a certain point. That you wouldn't have to do that, but no, I guess not. We're going to need terabytes at some point. It's yeah. going to be fucking nuts. It's just. I'm looking forward to the fucking hard drives being just as big as the consoles themselves. I that's can't wait fun. for Grand Theft Auto 6's file size, because Oh, God, God. that's going to be a fucking nightmare. Fucking hell, it's going to be <laughs> awful. But, uh, yeah, no, but yeah, Fallout 3 is one of those games, it's just, like I said, there's so many layers to it, we could spend all day just talking about that. That's what I love about Todd's games, is that you get, you, you get a lot for your money. Like, that, that's the thing about Todd, is that if you buy his game at full price, you will not feel ripped off. You will be busy playing this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, I do think, I, I kind of have a little softer spot for it, because again, all the weird shit, particularly with the DLC. The, the, the DLC is not great, but one of them is mandatory. Uh, yeah. Broken Steel. Yeah. Which has um, Liberty Prime, which is hilarious, uh, because that'd be, a lot of conservatives like Liberty Prime, and I 
don't think they understand that's meant to be a joke. Tactical assessment. Red Chinese victory. Impossible. Communism is the very definition of failure. Communism is a temporary setback on the road to freedom. Embrace democracy or you will be eradicated. And the fucking lore of this game sits heavily implied that the United States set off this fucking like apocalyptic nuclear war. And now you have this fucking like slogan shouting fucking giant killer robots. Body McCarthy fucking speech things. Yeah. Fucking insane. <laughs> they do the fucking soy face whenever they hear it. I feel like. That's, that, that's one of my favorite plot points that you can set on the government, the enclave at the end of the um, uh, vanilla game. Yeah, it's uh, very amusing. I, 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 I think conservatives approach sci-fi the same way most Christians approach the Bible. They just yeah. scratch out parts they don't like. Uh, I like this part. I don't like the anti-government stuff and anti-billionaire shit, but I like this part of it. So, I don't know. Just it's weird as fuck to me because we did our Deus Ex episode, and it's very Elon Musk loves Deus Ex. How the fuck is that possible? A lot of conservatives love Star Trek, and that's like how one of the most fucking like yeah, that's one of the like most anti-fucking uh, establishment oh, franchises. Undiscovered yeah. Country is maybe the most liberal film that's ever been put out yeah. of a Hollywood studio. We will get. We will get to that at some point. Oh, we will but, do a. Uh, by the way, we will do a Star Trek retrospective, and I've got some opinions. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah. um, so Fallout Three is. Um, <sighs> I do have problems with it. The weird, like, piss filter. Oh, the, yeah, this game, is, uh... this game was one of those... Uh, this started the the joke of games having no color anymore. Because there was that <laughs> weird period, like... Like, 9-11 still was steeping into regular culture. Around, I remember 2008, we had a lot of games. Film and media and games just had really, like, dour color schemes. Bioshock had that as well. Very weird. Like I said, we hadn't gotten over 9-11 just yet. And uh, 9-11 does play a very funny plot point because he talked to um, Malcolm McDowell in actual Raven Rock, an actual like presidential bunker in yeah. real life. I think fucking um, George Bush had to flee there on 9-11. Yep. It's very, uh, it's very a weird, far. yeah, it's a weird, um, again, this is when Todd starts to go fucking mad. <laughs> it's really, uh, particularly uh, with, with the game we're going to talk about next. Yeah, the Fall 3's... Uh, before we move on, uh, what ending did you go for? Did you go for the, uh, the stuff falling evil ending, or did you go for the, uh, the good ending? Uh, I was a dickhead when I played this, so I forced her to go <laughs> in there and do it. I was an asshole at the time. I was, I was, it was a fucking, I was in high school, man, so I was a dick. So I went with the bad ending. Yeah, my life is uh, significantly more important than this fucking uh, NPCs. Yeah, so fuck you. Die for I mean, even now I'd be like, fuck you. My dad's Liam Neeson. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so Todd takes... We're going to do... The problem is we're not really going to do New Vegas because that is an episode by itself. That game is... Because Todd did not have anything to do with that game. Like a lot of people forget. Even though it's... Pretty much beat for beat Fallout 3's mechanics. It was made by Obsidian, and he had nothing to do with that production. And it's it's funny because it's the best game in the whole series. There aren't many New Vegas posters lining the halls of BGS, and in talking to the team here, it sounds like they weren't overly involved in the production at all. How much support did you give Obsidian when it came to New Vegas? Was that very much just their own thing um, that was going on? It or? pretty much was their own. We were we were pretty knee-deep in Skyrim at that point, right. and there really wasn't a lot of help that we could give them. Um, 
Interesting enough, of all the people, I was probably the one who were on the team that worked on New Vegas the most, actually. But they, you know, they did a great heck of a job where we literally gave them like this, here is the engine and the tech, Godspeed. We, and we gave them all the source. Like it was basically, you know, we gave them all the, the raw assets, you know, from Fallout 3. Like here's everything. You know, they gave us a great pitch, a great story. Um, and, and it was pretty exciting actually to, to, ha to see someone else do their take on it. Uh, and it was obviously well received as well. Um, but I, you know, I thought they did a great job with that game. Kind of mechanically the same as um, Fallout 3, but yeah. it's, it's the vastly better game. We well, will talk about it yeah, at some point. We will save that for its own episode, although I just want to say Chris Avalon, who was the writer yeah, of it, is also yeah, a... Yeah, yeah uh, for those who don't know, uh, Google Chris the, the Avalon... Todd Howard. Yeah. <laughs> you think Todd Howard's a bad man? Go Google Chris Avalon and Me Too. Put those two yeah. together and just see what you get in the search engine. It's not good. Um... Yeah. Yeah. If you're wondering why Vampire the Masquerade 2 is taking so long, um, there's a reason. <laughs> yep. I am happy that we will be getting at some point, because the China Room just released a new trailer for it, and it does look, it looks fun. Yeah. So I'm glad we're finally getting that. Yeah, I, I, I get why you, they... I get what, yeah, fuck you, Chris. Series. We didn't get this game like three years ago. You fucking asshole. Yeah. We'll get to that, but yeah, fuck Chris Avalon. But... Yeah, so then Todd um, takes some time off, you know, because Obsidian's working on New Vegas. So does he, some uh, soul searching. He does a lot of weird, a lot of drug use. I feel like, well, soul searching in the sense that I feel like he did some weird tourism drug use somewhere. But because this is the only way he could explain the politics of what we're about to talk about, uh, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five, which is the, probably his biggest success commercially, because this game is still being re-released. Even all these fucking years later, it's this is probably his his biggest like this is his blockbuster. When he dies, this will probably be the game most people will remember him for. I feel like even though it's not his yeah, best. he's going to be buried like a fucking Egyptian uh, pharaoh. All the uh, copies of Skyrim you can get. He's going to be buried with a fucking like mountain of uh, spitch ports. They can't even wrap them to the afterlife. Here's what they're, they're gonna do with, uh, they're gonna put in his grave what Atari did with all those E.T. cartridges and just bury him mm -hmm. in that, like, six feet under. Uh, yeah, this game was, this game was huge, it's still huge, it still has a huge community, and it is, this game is fucked up politics. I remember, uh, this is one of my few, uh, midnight launch games, this oh, yeah. in GTA V. I went to my local blockbuster, which I had a family member, um, who worked out at the time, and she managed to get me front of the queue, fucking like first edition copy of Skyrim, and yes, completely broken, like immediately. <laughs> God damn. I had the, I had it on PC, so it was really unstable. This game was yeah. unstable because I was running it on my fucking old laptop, which was not, you know, I've uh, this laptop can run fucking old games on the PS2. This engine, so they were running on Game Biro at the time. Uh, which was like a, a engine they licensed out. It apparently was used for like Fallout 3, you have Elder Scrolls 4, and then you have everything from fucking Civilization 4 to fucking Divinity 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Defiance, that third-person shooter free-to-play game that no one remembers. Epic Minky. They just licensed oh, yeah. out this fucking engine. And they... yeah, it all comes back to uh, Warren Spector at the end. Warren Spector's a fucking genius, man. <laughs> but, uh, every... but that's another auteur game designer that at least most, pe most people know his name. Uh, yeah, so they make the creation engine, which is what they'll be using from this point forward. Because I know Starfield runs on an updated version of it. But this game is... And, and, and you can tell what is a different version. Because um, from Fallout 3 to... Um... 
to Skyrim, they are like very different looking games. Oh, the the gra- so. the the actual like models look way better. They don't just oh, look yeah. like fucking clay clay things they threw together. Yeah. It's an. Action. I played this on um, PS3, which is probably the best way you could play it at the time because I have like a slightly better like graphics engine. Yeah. Okay. Fucking great looking game, but it's a shame it was just yeah broke fucking. Yeah. No. Uh, um. Okay. Real quick, what race did you play? Uh, dark Elf. I uh, always go Dark Elf. I go and, uh, unless it's Moral Wind. I went as um uh, fucking Argorian just to fuck with uh, Dagoff. Oh. oh, that's such a fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were an Argonian. No, no, it's not a problem. I had just expected a Dark Elf. No, it's not because I think they're more capable or anything. It's just because you. No, dude, I don't have an issue with reptiles. Some of my best slaves were Argonian. All right, that came out wrong. Listen, what I'm trying to say is that... What? I'm sure you come from a very fine swamp. Very good with a spear. Assuming? I'm not assuming anything. That's just what you people do. The royal you. As in, look, we got off on the wrong foot. Together we shall speak for the law and the land and shall drive the mongrel lizards of the empire. Dogs. I meant dogs. Look, I'm sorry, I just really expected a Dunmer. My, my favorite is the one with uh, the Khajiit. Like, uh, yeah. a Khajiit, really? Fucking mouth-breathing cat? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna throw that clip in, that's so fucking funny. I don't know about Vivek or Caldera or any of those other little shitholes, but we have certain standards here on Red Mountain. I could handle the goddamn lizard, you know, but this... This is something else. A Khajiit? Really? A fucking mouth-breathing cat? Is Azura even trying anymore? Moon and star? More like moon sugar and star. I'm surprised you didn't pawn the thing off to go buy some, you little evolutionary cul-de-sac. I'd go Argonian because they could breathe underwater, particularly in Skyrim. Yes. Also, I'm a huge fan of the underdog, and the Argonians always get, always get the short end of the stick. Yeah, they're the, they're the chronic slave race, and every Elder Scrolls game, they're the fucking downtrodden. Yeah, I, I always... Like, what blows my mind is, who the fuck would play Nord? Why would you play as a regular fucking human? What the fuck? Yeah, they're so fucking boring. Yeah, um, I don't know. If, if I do play human, I play... um. Red Guard, because they're immune to fire. That's true. But yeah, like, every other, like, human faction is just so fucking boring. Skyrim's insane, really. When, when we really sit down... Okay, so the actual main quest to Skyrim is basically... You either could join the Nazis or the Ku Klux Klan. You get one of the two, basically. Because <laughs> you have yes. the Stormcloaks, which are all... If you're not playing a Nord, I have no idea how you would ever decide to join the Stormcloaks. Because... <laughs> that's just a bad that's just a bad situation for you and then you could join the empire who are just fascist assholes and it's like if the fucking nazis time traveled to like ancient rome and fought the romans that, that's basically fucking skyrim sort yeah. it's um have you seen uh Indiana jones 5 i'm going to eventually um i'm i'm aware uh, of what you're gonna bring up <laughs> yeah so the spoilers for that the end is um the nazis go back in time and fight like actual romans and uh, that's roughly the plot of skyrim that's the dumbest fucking way to end a movie i've ever heard <laughs> i i read that and i was just like that's stupid that's fucking yeah. stupid i just and this is from a series where Kingdom of the Crystal Skull exists. I'm, I'm sorry to go on a yeah. tangent, but that just... I read them like, that's the worst ending to a movie I've ever heard. 
<laughs> really might be. That's up there. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, go on. But Skyrim's uh, the yeah. That's the problem I have with Skyrim. Is that there's no real good outcome if you're not a Nord. If you're playing a Khajiit or a fucking Argonian, you always get the short end of the stick because you have to join one of two fascist groups, and you only go with the Empire because. Well, they don't hate you because you're not a Nord. I think at the run of it, the time lore wise, the Empire still owns slaves, which is kind of, uh, yeah, if you're playing as a fucking um, Argonian, that's pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's but, hilarious. Um, yeah. I, I do like how all the fucking, um, all the like civil war shit is just carcerated to the uh, end of the world dragon stuff. Yeah, the dragon stuff is, that's one of the reasons this game was a huge seller, also. The, the, the dragon stuff is fucking compelling man particularly when you get to meet the dragon on the hill and like yeah. talking dragons that's cool as fuck but dragons are vaguely already to in the previous uh, elder schools games but here it's like yeah they're fucking everywhere well i mean this game also has a way better this probably is the best opening of any of todd's games particularly that oh, yeah. that fucking you're about to be executed and then the dragons show up and just fuck shit up uh, and it's, it's it's real the first time I played this I thought this is awesome and then the game crashed yeah. I'm like fuck god it's damn awesome it unless you have a crippling fear of spiders oh. because this is um this is the most the first inclusion of um giant spiders into Elder Scrolls and they're photorealistic as well they're not oh. cartoony so if you have like hardcore arachnophobia you're fucked because this... you have to like bypass two of them and this, sort of get out of there. this game has so much fucking dungeon crawling. If you don't like yeah. dungeon crawling, I swear to God, anytime you want to do side quests or fuck, you know, explore, prepare to go in a lot of dungeons. A lot of dungeons. It's 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 almost to the point where it's like, God damn it. So much dungeon crawling in this game, which, you know, I mean, it's not yeah, all. Yeah, half the game is uh, half, taking place More than half, I'd argue, is dungeon. Yeah. Like, Oblivion had dungeon crawling. It didn't have this much. And I, I think it was also just... Mostly because they were pretty much the exact same dungeon, but with, like, yeah. some, like, like variations. Um, but you would never really have to, like, go in there in terms of plot. Whereas here, it's like... Yeah, every Yeah, you have to spend, is, like, fucking countless hours trying to find some golden MacGuffin. Oh, that's every fucking side quest in this game is going in a... Yeah. I do love the inclusion of the, the dead the zombies. That's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. When the first time, you're like, holy shit! And then you get the ancient Nord sword, which is... By the way, this game also has... Um, this is easily the most polished, I think, of all of... Well, maybe Fallout 4, but it, like, I love the stealth system in this game because it's a very simple but workable stealth system. And I love that where it's just you'll you'll kill a man with a... I used so many bow and arrows in this game, and then I got the crossbow. I'm like, well, I'm not fucking fighting ever again. Fuck this. And I would just crossbow guys. And it's so funny. Their buddy gets killed. They're like, what the fuck? And then you just wait a few minutes. <laughs> oh, I guess he's gone then. Oh, Timmy's yeah, dead. Who gives a fun. shit? And then just like... <laughs> There's a lot of mechanics in it, but it's very simple, unlike oh, yeah. previous games. Like, the leveling up system is by far the easiest. You literally just, like, click on a submenu and, like, yeah, upgrade your so, magic. Or... I also love how leveling up becomes more of a spectacle in Todd's games. It's so fun to watch yeah. the progression. You go from Morrowind, which is obtuse to the point of completely incomprehensible, then this is just... Any guy can pick this up, game up, and play it. Like, leveling up, you get the, oh, you get the epic fucking thing playing, and then you go into the fucking stars, and you get to pick, what do you want to upgrade yeah. now? Like it's, you get to become god. You get, it's very fun. <laughs> pretty much. I, uh, I always played stealth. 
because I just I just love stealth games. Like that's always my thing. I love stealth games. So this and this game has a fucking just. You could be a real piece of shit if you play stealth in this game. It's not as fun as in the Fallout games where you can like fucking sneak grenades into people's pockets. That's but awesome. yeah, the stealth is uh, yeah. the stealth is fun. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's not a particularly nuanced system, but it works. Uh, it's definitely yeah. more usable than and, one from. Oblivion. It does help you get past uh, particularly egregious um, monsters. You had if you do have a crippling arachnophobia, you could just like seek your way out of that opening dungeon. Yeah, fucking, or especially if you're under leveled and you're good enough with a crossbow, oh, yeah. you you could yeah. cheese your way through so many dungeons. It's great, mm. but the Dark Brotherhood stuff, like I love the questlines stuff. Uh, the Dark Brotherhood is so compelling like the way and particularly uh the guy who voices gerald from thief is the head of the dark brotherhood which is awesome for those who don't know um gerald from thief yeah he he's the head and you know he, he's also voices corvo in dishonor too which is hilarious because <laughs> yeah his silent protagonist now has like a bunch of voice well, lines well i mean that's that funny because they had rebooted thief and then dishonor 2 came out with gerald's voice yeah, we don't like, need thief anymore. well we don't need thief anymore fucking dishonor <laughs> 2 is just thief now i didn't like his voice actor he um if you haven't played um boulders gift yet he voices um like the main bad guy in that and it's oh, very fun i do want to play Baldur's gate 3 because i uh mm. I'm in the mood right, for it. It just came out on PS5 and it's coming on Xbox, I think, next month. So I'm looking forward to picking that up. Definitely going to play it. But uh, yeah, no, I love also the Dark, the, the, the Jester as well. Like, mm. and the, the, there's so many weird things. Like, we all worship dead mom in a coffin, which is so fucking yeah, insane yes. to me. Awesome. I never finished the, uh, the Thieves Guild. I just found it kind of. I enjoy the yeah, stuff. It just kind of gets repetitive. Go in this house and steal this. Okay, then that's it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty mid in comparison to the uh, Thieves Guild and uh, Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not even as if you get like the fucking um, the Grey Fox's helmet, which no. fucking turns you invisible. But it's oh god, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Definitely uh, one of the more like. But there's other things yeah. I love. Also, I love the magic school stuff as well because I, I did. Oh, yeah, well, you if you're gonna if you're gonna play this game, learn how to self heal. Also, love to like in all these games, and this is something we haven't talked about yet, and it's way more egregious here, where you can hoard food items and in the middle of combat stop and just stuff your fucking face yeah. with bread and cheese and whatever. Always get the big wheels of cheese. That shit is weirdly helpful. That's like 50 yeah, just health make sure points. you don't get caught while you're doing it, because fucking you'll get fined with the ass or that. My favorite example also is um, when this game came out, people found out the bucket robbing method. For those who don't know, you could put a bucket over a fucking shopkeep's head and rob him fucking <laughs> blind. It's one of the wildest things. There's like old videos from 2011 of people doing this. It's like, they just rob this man. They take, ev they take yeah. everything except his clothes. It's so sad. <laughs> Ah, oh, man. I fucking love the physics system in these games. Oh, this is where the physics system this... is easily the most polished, too. Because the, the ragdoll in this game, particularly when this game came out, if you walked to the giant's valley and they hit you, you would fly in the air. Yeah, the and physics like engine, one hat. The physics engine would have a complete meltdown and just throw you 5,000 feet in the fucking air. Uh, yeah, that's fucking, um, that's always really been a, a problem with fucking, like, even going back to Morrowind, if you fucking, um, 
you can chase the game, get 300 stamina, fucking loop halfway across the map. I love it's, that. Uh, there's speed runs of people yeah. doing that. Uh, also, <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a reason the physics engine is so fucked up. This runs on Havoc, all, phys- all yeah. Bethesda game. For those who don't know, Havoc, Halo used it. My favorite, I love bad ragdolls, so I'm very particular about like bad ragdolls. My favorite bad ragdoll in any game is Dead Space. Mm. Jesus Christ, you could kick them around like soccer balls. They just fall like broken puppets and you can just kick them around. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. I would just spend hours just kicking fucking corpses because it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Half-Life 2, I would say, so has my uh, favorite uh, yeah. physics engine. That but, runs yeah, on the same, fucking... fi- this runs on the same physics engine as this game. So it's very, uh, fucking... yeah. It's... Say whatever you want about Gabe Newell, man. He fucking pioneered that shit. He... I love bad. I fucking love bad ragdoll so much. There was a great one I love called uh, the Bouncer. It was a PS2 beat 'em up. It had early ragdoll, and they are the game would glitch out. The ragdolls would get so fucked up, and that game was hilarious. If you skip all the cutscenes, the game's like an hour and a half long. Mm. Which I mean, you know, to be fair, it is a beat 'em up. Do you really want to beat 'em up to last more than yeah. fourteen hours? <laughs> Yeah, unless it's something like the new Mortal Kombat, then yeah. Well, that's a fighting game. This is just go from yeah. This is just go from room to room and beat the fuck out of people. It's just like, but uh, yeah, no. Going back to uh, going back to Skyrim. This game also had the most fucked up modding community I've ever seen. This there are mods for anything. Very famously, the one that turns uh, the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine. That's the one most people have seen. My favorite. It's one that most people don't know about. All the mud crabs have top hats and monocles. Mm. You'll just go around. Oh, there's just all the mud crab. It doesn't affect anything gameplay wise. It's just all the mud crabs have top hats and monocles. It's just such a fun little fucking thing to throw yes. in there. Yeah, up until recently, mods were specifically like an only PC thing. Whereas now, if you get the um, console version of the Skyrim anniversary, yeah, you can we could mod that fairly easily. Um, a friend of mine has um like Crippling Fear of Spiders, and she downloaded something that she thought was going to remove them, but just turned them invisible instead. Oh! But it like ten times worse. Oh, that's awful! Why would you... <laughs> who would make that? What kind of evil yeah, scumbag yeah. would do that? Yeah. <laughs> My other favorite mod is... There's a there's a lot of nude mods for this game, I should point out. <laughs> um, for those who are horny, um, uh, if you want to see a lot of naked people, this is a lot of that. By the way, for those who don't remember, I don't know if this is something that you would remember personally, but remember when they tried to monetize the modding community? For it does, some, yes. It lasted was, um... three days. It just got so out of control. They were torrents for mods and shit. People were making, like, scamming people. It was three yeah. days of complete mayhem. <sighs> Yeah, Bethesda tried to cash in on that fairly early and fucking, yeah. It's, it, the next game that we get to is really, really fucking egregious for that. Oh, boy. That game, like I said, but Skyrim's modding community was just... There were fun mods. There were, like, again, like, just... Yeah, murder the, the enemy for, uh... Oh, for like, also, uh, you, could get ma- you could get married in this game, which I love, because... Hell yeah. I always spoiled the orphan kids I would adopt. And I had the kill children mod, so my daughter would come and be like, hey, she's bullying me, so I would go and murder her in her sleep. Because <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be a good father to these children. 
I do enjoy uh, like Don Cursory shit that you don't have to do. Oh. My favourite example is Fable 2 when you get married and have kids. You can lead them into the fucking dark forest and just leave them there. <laughs> the fucking Wolverine Philip Molyneux is an asshole. <laughs> he's uh, such a sick... Molyneux. He's such a depraved... Like, if you actually look at the design <laughs> of these games, like, he's a... We, we've talked about him on this show a couple of times. He is a... He's sort of a failed attempt to be an auteur because, yeah. you know, he promised so much then he did that whole goddess game which fucking yeah. ruined his career it should have because he stole money from people fucking asshole yeah as much as i do enjoy this fable games yeah fuck him he's a piece he's of shit he stole so much money from people didn't even finish the game at least mighty number no. nine came out damn it yeah. god damn it but yeah no i yeah, um... but speaking of uh games that are barely playable uh fallout 4 is <sighs> um that, that that's been was well, this 2018 and it's still like barely no fun. it's 2015 god damn. this game came uh, out the same year mad max fury road did and uh that's how old this game's yeah. almost 10 years old god and, damn. Uh, it is this game is I, I there was a lot of hype for this i remember when this game was about to come out this was todd's first directorial effort since skyrim there was a huge build-up for it there were, like, doctors writing notes for people to miss a week of work. <laughs> I remember there was a huge thing about that. Ahead of Fallout 4's release tomorrow, developer and publisher Bethesda has offered up a fake doctor's note for those looking to take off work or school in order to play its post-apocalyptic RPG. Pete Hines, Bethesda's VP of PR Marketing, posted the sick note on Twitter, which reads, Dear teacher slash boss slash authority figure, please excuse blank from school slash work slash other today. She or he needs to stay home and rest their pancreas. Signed, Pete Hines, MD, PhD, MBA, BYOC. And then I played it when it came out. I was just so underwhelmed. The, the most impressive thing I remember when I first played it was I, I named my character myself Liam. And then fucking the robot butler actually names myself Liam. I'm like, holy shit. And then I find out there's like, they program like 500 names for this NPC to say. Mr. Fuckface. Mr. Badass. Mr. Cherrybomb, Mr. Bastard, Mr. Assface, Mr. Boob, Mr. Django, Mr. DJ, Mr. Fuck, Mr. Dragon, Mr. Orgasmo, Mr. Fucker, Mr. Erectus, Mr. Muck, Mr. Sexy, Mr. Princess, Mr. Psycho, Mr. Queen, Mr. Rap, Mr. Sex. I think Hitler's in there. Because fucking Todd Howard knows you're gonna fucking, you're gonna fuck it out. Todd Howard knows stuff. his audience, man. That's why, that's why <laughs> you gotta admire him. He knows, he knows who plays it. Especially at this point, I feel like the self-awareness has really... Because this game is where he knows what he is and where he's at in his career. So he's definitely gonna be like, Alright, motherfuckers, you wanna call yourself Assface? I'm gonna make sure you know you're called Assface. It also has a really bad opening, too. I hate the fucking opening of this game, too. Just, yes. <sighs> I don't, I don't mind like revisiting the um, like pre-war period, but it's done in such a fucking. It's like, not as bad as three, but it's still like, yeah. come on, let me just get out there and fuck shit up already. Just let me shit people, man. Like, at least Skyrim's opening. There's so much spectacle. You enjoy it just for how fucking great this is. Just all right, everyone's happy. Oh no, nukes going off, and then you're in a cryo sleep for fifty years, and then. And then your uh, precious baby boy gets stolen for 70 years and you have to go chase after him. Yeah, then you find out he's a fucking lunatic <laughs> who runs a fucking... Who runs a basic, oh, yeah. He's basically running a concentration camp for synths. By the way, I straight up, I told my son to go fuck himself in this game. I said, you're an asshole. Fuck you, son. I, I did my one of my favorite lines ever. This is one of the few times the voice protagonist is good where he says, I dreamed of you. 
as an adult for so long. Here you are. And I'm so disappointed. Goodbye, father. Did yes, you pull uh, the plug on his machine or did you shoot him? Uh, no, I say you did for fear instead of... Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because fucking, like... The, the factions in this game range from libertarian foot soldiers to neo-Nazis. Yeah, it's not and good. It's like, yeah, the, the Institute are evil, but they're also not as evil in comparison to, like, elder fucking, um... Who is it? Maxon, the Hitler stand-in, yeah. who lives in this fucking, like, Hindenburg that he sends fucking death squads out in. I chose the Highwaymen just because I'm like, well, you're fascist, you're Hitler. Yeah, the, the... I'll go with the... I'll go with the fucking sheriffs. I just... Because, again, it's not a great pick, but... Yeah, the Brotherhood of Steel, this is where they're just straight-up fucking Nazis at this point. Which, I mean, granted, at this... Is this set... Like, this is set after 3, right? Canonically. Yeah, this, this is 3. Um, the the canon ending to 3 is the Brotherhood wins, and they become this, like... They become... Quasi-expansionist force. Yeah, they and over time, they just, yeah, just devolve into the Nazis. Yeah. They build Hindenburg and shit, but I brought it up. Uh, this game has... For some reason, Todd decided we need to give you the protagonist a voice, and mm. it is—it just doesn't work. It's just so—it has the problem that Mass Effect had, where the dialogue wheel is so non—like at least with the text-only dialogue wheel, you get the gist of what you're gonna say. Whereas this is like, if I say this, is that what this is gonna do? And they find, oh, I didn't want to do that at all. Fuck. Again, the ambition is there, but it's just unnecessary for me. Yeah, the um. Dialogue system is so fucking big, you have to like guess what you're about to say because it does that fucking thing I hate with uh, snarky, straight to the point, aggressive. Um, yeah, doesn't tell you yeah, what you're it's gonna... just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Mass uh... Effect problem. It's literally just what am I actually going to say to this guy, and then I regret it immediately. But it's just so, uh, at least in Mass Effect, the fucking like dialogue ranges between like good guy and asshole. Some of the dialogue is kind of funny when you confront Kellogg, the fucking, uh, the like cyborg guy that stole your baby boy. The dialogue is very funny because that's when you just start like cussing him out like, fuck you asshole, I'll see you in hell. We both know how this has to end. So, you ready? You know, in a hundred years, when I finally die, I only hope I go to hell so I can kill you all over again, you piece of shit. And also, this game is Todd's attempt to pander as well because they introduce maybe the worst thing he's ever put in any of these God games. Goddamn. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> yep, for those who don't know, Minecraft at the time was fucking popular. So he's like, let's just do that and make it a massive part of the fucking game. And it is, oh my God, it's the most soul-crushing fucking thing. And one of the great things about having a fully dynamic game engine is all of this just works. The generators will power things through switches that require power, lights and other items. And then you run wires that connect them all. And again, it, it just works. I hate this. I hate this so much. It's unnecessary. There's no reason for it. It's just... Oh, it's just the worst fucking thing. 
not his contribution to gaming is probably some of the worst. Yeah. Like, like it's not enough that he's some like outright psycho. He has to spawn this fucking dumb franchise that like infects every other fucking game. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> he's he was awful even before we found out he's a fucking neo Nazi. You know. You know you're fucked up when Microsoft has to fire you from your fucking franchise. <laughs> you're such an asshole that we don't want anything to do with you. You're such a fucking piece of shit. But please, uh, please take the money and leave. We don't want to be a, a store agent with go you on, anymore. Go on Twitter and talk about how QAnon's real all day. <laughs> oh, he believes that. He thinks QAnon's yep. real. He was yep. one of those Pizza guys. Pizza Gate Oh yeah, he was one of the Pizza Gate guys who. I know this is a sidetrack. How funny is it that all the Pizzagate shit immediately stopped after that guy went in there with a gun? <laughs> immediately, like, oh, this shit got too serious way too quick. And that yeah. guy's out of prison. If I could contact him, I'd interview him for this show. I want to know where his mental state is after four years of not being on the internet. Speaking of QAnon, stay tuned for the uh, next episode. We'll be uh, going into depth about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the fucking settlement system is... It's probably one of the worst. I, I remember watching the fucking um, E3 trailer for this back in 2015, and it's like, oh, you can you can run around in a jetpack, and you get fucking power armor right at the start. This is gonna be fun. None right? of that's And happens. then you're just you're just startled with this fucking dumb bullshit. It is just designed to pander. That's all. Because you look at yeah. pictures online. I built my awesome house. I'm like. Wow, congrats on spending 50 hours for nothing. I don't understand the appeal of like Minecraft and shit like that. Why would you build all of this stuff for... Like, get Legos. Like, it's no different from, like, Legos or model train sets, you know? But you're doing... I, I feel like a like heavily medicated uh, 13-year-old autistic kid, maybe. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I could never get into Minecraft. I, I, I couldn't... I tried to play it once, and, like, I had, like, 360. I got it for, like, five bucks, and I was like... I was hiding and like I built a mud hut hiding from monsters. I'm like, I don't like this game. This is just annoying. Nah. This is just a waste of my fucking time. Give me something nah. else to do. It's just again, it's like get Legos or model. Tra it's model train sets for the fucking uh, for Generation Z. Yeah, That's for Zoomers. Yeah. yeah, for Zoomers. I mean, uh, at least yeah, with but... model train sets, the shit's real and it's you can look at it. <laughs> Then you can blow that shop. The most I ever made in fucking Minecraft was like a giant gold penis, and that was it. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. Like Todd was sitting there, like it's not going to be a part of the game. It's a huge part of this fucking game. That's why this is so fucking annoying. And it, and it's so frustrating because I actually don't mind this game mechanically outside of that. Oh, it's, the gunplay. Right and, and, and in terms of gameplay, it's probably the most satisfying Fallout because the fucking gunplay is great. Oh, it's, 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 it's so it's, fucking he, he polished. Just, he just played like Far Cry and said, "Let's just do that." Because the yeah, gunplay, the gunplay is fantastic. Um, there's actually stuff in this game I like. This game has some of my favorite little side quest stuff. Like my favorite is the my two favorites are the school that was feeding all of their children pink slop. And then you mm -hmm. go in there and all the ghouls are pink. And you can read on terminals, Hey, for some reason, giving all these kids this experimental pink gloop is making them pink. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And the gun factory where everything just went horribly wrong. It's just all these guys are shooting each other because they're all fucking crazy. Yeah. We haven't talked about it before, but the uh, vault system in these games yeah. are... Uh... 
the, the, the range from being on typical dungeon crawls to some of the most fucked up shit you'll oh, ever play. Straight up horror games. Um, some of mm. these. Uh, the the one from New Vegas, which we'll save that for the episode, is yeah. one of the darkest things I've ever heard read in a video game. The way you discover that it is an amazing, like hour long horror experience you can go through, just involving human sacrifice and like you read the terminal. We have to do a child now. Maybe they'll stop. It's so fucking disturbing. Because that's the thing I love about Fallout is like it's very satirical. The idea that the government would build all these vaults just to do weird like social experiments yeah, just to on fuck people. With people. Yeah. The one from three that scares the fuck out of me is the one where they put hallucinogenics into the ventilation system. So you'll be walking through the vault and you just immediately see something else. Like you'll be in a different setting. What? What the yeah. fuck? I had to. I couldn't finish it. I was so. It was like. It made me think of like Eternal Darkness, where that game will just openly fuck with you. Because in yeah, the middle not- of your open world RPG, you're in the middle of a psychological horror game. It's not fun. It's frightening. Yeah. There is like some other elements of the ghouls and of the various monsters you fight, but the vaults are like where the real fucking horror takes place. Oh, the the Gary vault from three as well. Uh, Gary, 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 Gary. They're all fucking clones of this one guy who just like became a demigod in here. Uh, Four doesn't have as overtly insane vaults. Uh, They're pretty... Because New Vegas and Three are just the most unhinged, whereas Four is just... You have the one, you can... It becomes like a trading post. They actually figured their shit out. And then you have, like... I can't really... The vaults in Four are kind of forgettable. I can't really think of any. Yeah, they're they're, they're fairly bog standard. Um, The the only, like, important one I can think of is there's a system that can cure a drug addiction. Yeah. Which one of your uh, companions... um, the uh, Irish one, what the fuck? Oh, uh, the, yeah, the Cassie. Uh, needs to like cure or tripling jet addiction. Yeah, the, you you go into the because um, it's set in Boston, which is like they have like a Fight Club where this girl is addicted to drugs. They're like, all right, she's gonna fight a dog now. Now she's gonna fight a robot. Like, mm. <laughs> so I love the. There's some great side stuff in this game. That's why it's so frustrating. It's like this game has stuff I like. Like the weird town again. It's not really Cannibal Town, but it's run on like this weird currency of like drink the lemonade. It's good for you, and you find the lemonade's yeah. drugged and shit. Uh, crazy. Yeah, shit. the uh, the the town stuff's fun. Um, the combat's fun. There is there, there is like good things about this, but the overall story is yeah, it's very, not like, interesting. Yeah. It's just as either you side with like libertarians or fascists. I, I do like the how they. And, inter- and then there's the fucking railroads that are just so fucking boring. Yeah, that like, whole. We're like we're like robots. I did okay. I did side with them because they were the most morally decent of the bunch. But yeah, yeah the, the I didn't actually do their I did do their quest line because it's boring as shit. <laughs> What what do you want to do apart from like feed the robots? What's your grand plan for the for the future of the wasteland? Oh, you don't have any. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'll go side with some with some like other people now. I, I I don't know. I just my son's a fucking genocide, a lunatic, and the brother of steel are Nazis. I'll probably yeah. the mo the least interesting quest line is the one where you save people being persecuted. It's yeah, but that tells me a lot about Todd Howard's politics at this point. It's like. Between Skyrim and this, I'm like, you're kind of losing it, I feel like. I mean, Grant, he works so long in these games. He micromanages everything. I feel like he would just go fucking mad at this point. I haven't played Starfield, yeah. but I can't wait to see the politics of that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what uh, Star Trek bullshit he deploys. The, um, the faction stuff is interesting, because fucking... Um, 
if you side with the institute you can like get the minutemen on your side as like a quasi police force to get them to like do your bidding this is fun i get yeah. to be in evil mad scientist in charge of my own private army i just i just found my son a piece of shit in that game he's such a yeah. genocidal fucking asshole he's a jerk but i can like I, i'm somewhat sympathetic because he spent his entire life in this like yeah he's insulated like, yeah pristine bunker you can just never leave unless you're on like a fucking recon mission yeah. that's somewhat understandable and he dies anyway and yeah can, he like, still dies you can like you can like somewhat reform the incident to be like less maniacal, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. It's... Although um, if, if you do uh, destroy the incident, you have to destroy one of the main hub areas, fucking uh, downtown Boston, because the fucking like, massive nuke goes off yeah, and it, like true. changes the map. Yeah, which I do enjoy about these games. You can like, you can change the map if you brought um. Uh, Megaton Fallout 3. It's just this massive fucking crater. I think Fallout 4 is one of those games that's... I didn't even play the DLC for it. I just found it... Uh, I didn't even touch it. I was just, no, not like... The, I was... the DLC ranges between being very good to god-awful. It has a fucking... Not only does it have like a vault DLC, but it has like the fucking settlement bullshit. You can make <sighs> your own vault. Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Fuck I'm sorry. Off. Fuck you. Fuck you, Todd, you asshole. Yeah, that's that's the probably the lowest point of the series whereas um uh what's it called point workout i think it's called yeah that one's the, um, apparently got really good reviews uh, it, it's good it's really good it does some um, some actual interesting stuff with the sims because um in terms of story you're tasked with um investigating some kid's stars disappeared she's just like she thinks she's a synth so she's gone off to the synth colony and um some little island somewhere. So you go off there, um, you get to meet Nick Valentine's like brother. And he has some um interesting interactions. I won't I won't spoil it. I I, I just wish that story was the main story of uh, of Fallout 4, because it's vastly more nuanced. That's that's kind of it's so funny because a lot of Bethesda games, the DLC's kind of whatever. Skyrim's like you have like Dawn Guard, which has all the vampire shit, which is kind of compelling. And then three has the one I can't remember the name, but it's all just Lovecraft references, and it has one of the most yeah, one of the most frightening enemies I've ever seen in a game with the uh, the hillbillies. Oh you, yeah, you the fucking mutant hillbillies. You yeah. fight That's... basically the rapists from Deliverance, so they can take like thirty bullets. You're like, oh my god, that's so frightening to me. And you yeah. can go to like Lovecraft's manor. The whole thing's just a Lovecraft reference because Todd fucking is obsessed with H.P. Lovecraft. That's kind of a through yeah, line that isn't every one of these games. Bonds of uh, Lovecraft references in a Fallout 4. Just, yeah, Fallout 4 is fine. If you want a game to just kind of podcast out, if you like, you're like us, you'll just throw on a pair of headphones, listen to a show, and just kind of lose yourself in a... Like Ubisoft games are. You just put your... Shut oh, your yeah. brain That's off. Awesome and just, yeah, you shut your brain off. You go do some shit. It's serviceable for that, but considering what's come before, our kind of conclusion to our Todd Howard retrospective here is how... These games are now intertwined, even though they never started together, because Todd took these two series and basically turned them into, you can either play the fantasy version or the sci-fi version. You get one of the yeah. two. And Have you ever played like the original versions of these, like the no, night and yeah, day? They're fucking... completely different. The, the original Fallout is a top-down, like, turn-based game, whereas the original fucking... Um... 
Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. It's like it's it's almost Doom like. Yeah. Like it's fucking like first person uh, dungeon crawling, like yeah, like little like two D fucking sprites bashing monsters. It's very um. Yeah, and he is. Whereas now, like yeah, you've said it's. It's like, what do you want? Do you want the sci-fi or do you they're want the, the They're all pretty much the exact, like, to, to show how intertwined they are, uh, Fallout 3's lockpick, because the lockpicking minigame, I Whoa, I whoa. The lockpicking minigame in Oblivion is unplayably bad. It's horrible. And then the lockpicking minigame in Fallout 3 is actually decent. And Todd knows this because immediately the that exact same mechanic is in Skyrim. These two games, different series, have nothing to do with each other. Exact same lockpicking minigame. I can't think of another game director or game series where both these games are just so connected unintentionally. Just because of Todd, you know, he's very, he knows, he's been, you know, he built, like the way he's, how we've started and where we end, where you have Morrowind, which is obtuse as fuck, and now fucking Fallout 4 is like a game designed for Twitch streamers and children. It's so fucking yeah. insane. Say whatever you want about him, but at least he knows to take, like, the stuff that works and improves it. Like, the fucking, um, whenever you have to bust out of a uh, prison in Oblivion, I just don't even bother. I just sleep through yeah, my entire Yeah, that lockpicking minigame is so bad. <laughs> it's, it's fucking dog shit. Whereas in, um, Fallout 3, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little fidgety, but it's vastly better. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's why it's so much better in Skyrim, and then... Um, like I said, I'm very interested to play Starfield because I'm curious to see. I'm sure he brought the gunplay back, and I'm hoping yeah. the settlement shit is not involved. Yeah. I know you can like customize your ship, but that's uh, he's that's about completely abandoned. So the or the dumb shit from four. I, again, I think it's down to he was pandering, and then that yeah. he probably looked at Notch and thought, "Oh, you're fucking crazy!" And how quickly some of these games fall out of fashion so quickly. We had. Minecraft, like looking at what kids are into, Minecraft, and then Five Nights at Freddy's. Just how quickly mm -hmm. that? Uh, what is it Among Us now? I don't even fucking know. I have no idea. I don't pay attention to Zimmer meme games anymore. No, I can't. Give me Starfield, goddamn it! Give me the Todd games. Yeah, but I'm uh, gonna like a good jogging hours on. It'd be interesting to see because I know he's still building Elder Scrolls Six right now. As we recorded this <laughs> episode, he's in his fucking office somewhere, just just fucking losing his mind. He, his career is constantly building on on what works and improving it. Like, cause Kojima was like that. If you look at the first Metal Gear and then you look at Phantom Pain, they're so drastically different. But it's clear he spent years perfecting this formula, you know. And I really. I love when a designer learns from his mistakes and builds something yeah. better. So, I, you know, we, we you can talk shit about Todd Howard. He's a bad programmer. He <clears> doesn't know how to micromanage. But his games are always compelling, and you know, even if they're broken. You they're, know. they're fun games to play, and that's that's the reason why you play games, to fucking to kill, like, a couple of hours. Yeah, I mean, even Fallout 4, which is uh, has lows, and they're low. The highs are very high. So uh, you gotta give him credit. Like I said, he builds on what works. I can't wait to play Starfield, and I'm very interested to see where Elder Scrolls Six goes because that that's still cooking. That'll that could I don't even know when that'll be out. I think they when they announce it, they're like it's it'll be done when it's done. I'm still working. Apparently, it's supposed to be going back to uh, Cyrodiil from um, Oblivion. Oh, that'd be awesome! And uh, uh, Skyrim is where the fucking all the like Nazi Nords hang out. It's like uh, this is. This is boring. Personally, interesting game, but um, 
or the snowy mountains do get very boring after a while. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get, yeah, I feel like he's getting nostalgic too. It's like, I remember when I made Oblivion and then I became a big designer. I want to go back to that, you know? It's just, I get it. Ah, to, uh, to round this off, um, go back to Morrowind. And uh, ESO and one of the um, uh, DLCs you can get, I had, um, I got like a cheap subscription and you can go back to uh, Morrowind itself and um, you can talk to fucking like Vivek and Sofa Sil oh, before really? they fucking. Yeah, because it's a prequel that's set like 3,000 years before Morrowind's the game. And you can go talk to all your, all your friends, Sofa Sil and shit. The Nerevering Prophecy is like, obviously um, still a thing even back then. And you could talk to fucking uh, Azura and. You'll be like, oh, am I the Nerevering? And she'll be like, in the end, no, sorry, that's um, that's a couple of years away from now. You're, uh, <laughs> you, you, you're important, but you're not Jesus. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that philosophy. It's not your turn to go hog in these fucking uh, fucking gods. That's uh, that's someone else's job. I've never played all the scrolls online, man. I give it a shot now. So you've kind of sold me. It, it sounds it, interesting. It's it's free to play. Um, even if you don't get like the DLC, it's. There's uh, like a fuck ton of stuff you can do at the start, so yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, if you like Skyrim, you'll enjoy it. I, I enjoy Skyrim. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Todd Howard. It's funny. The more we talk about it, the more I kind of respect him because he he put he you know he takes forever, but he fucking puts his work in. He you know he he's a serious fucking designer. It'll take ten years to make a game, but fuck me if it's not compelling. But uh, that'll be, uh, by the way, yeah, so next episode we'll be talking about, um, uh, well, Jordan kind of kind of spoiled it there, but um, ooh, I can't fucking wait to sink my teeth into that. Oh, <laughs> boy. You blood-sucking old vampire, you bled me dry and you still want more? I'm not an uncaring man, General. Don't you misappressly me, you. Told. If you are so determined to get out of helping settlements, you're goddamn right I want out. Well, I will personally say we are even. Only after you help this last settlement, I'll mark it on your map. You still have your claws on me. You still have me working here like a goddamn slave in a salt mine. You phony, no good piece of trash. I'll shoot you in your fat goddamn face. Wait, General, I never marked it on your map. <laughs>